Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic podcast. I'm Liam Bryce and today I'm joined by Craig Swan all the way from Celtic's training camp in Dubai. On the pod today we get the very latest on how Neil Lennon's squad are shaping up for the second half of the season and of course with the transfer window well and truly open we talk potential incomings and outgoings. Uh, first of all, Swanee, a happy new year to you. I'd imagine there's, uh, there's probably worse ways to return to your work in January. Yes, it's, um, it's it's not too unpleasant, I have to say. Um, it's, it's very nice over here. Um, there's work to be done for uh, for, for us guys and for the for the, the players at Celtic, but uh, it's, it's a nice environment. It's, it's a place that's worked well for Celtic in the past over the last two years. I've I've come to Dubai um, and I've come back to, to Scotland to complete pick off three trebles. So there was always a sense that we're going to come back here uh, this year again. So. Yeah, they'll be hoping that the same thing happens again. I suppose if it's not broke, then no need to, to try and fix it. Uh, if you could even, you know, we we seen, you yeah. know, we've seen pictures of the the squad in training this morning, uh, getting put through. Uh, I think they were getting put through the bleep test. Uh, could you even just give us, you know, from your kind of observations and all that so far, just a week and a tour of the the facilities and the what the kind of itinerary and schedules like as far as you as far as you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, today, this being um, recorded on Monday, um, was the first real um, day of sort of hard work, real punishing work uh, the players got put in. Um, John Kennedy uh, spoke on the other day and suggested it was it was almost like a mini pre-season. It was, you know, it, it was top, top-class facilities that they're working at. Um, in the sports complex, and they were they were pushed hard throughout the week. I mean, it's, there's no suggestion that the players got the players were given some downtime um, in the week, which followed immediately after the Rangers game. But it's straight into hard work here. Um, that was a policy that the Brendan Rodgers worked to work the players really hard um, through the sort of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday um, of this particular week, and it's going to be no different under Neil Lennon. As you alluded to, Liam, if it's if it's, if it's not broken. And just go with it again. So it's it served them well, but they certainly have to work hard. Um, and it was interesting listening to John as well. You know, he was kind of talking about it. It, it, it was a period last week, which also it also gives the, the managers and the coaches a bit of time to, to do some digesting and reflecting because it's such a busy period the first half of the season for for, for all clubs, but particularly for Celtic and for Rangers with the European commitments as well. Through December, there were so many fixtures. It's very difficult for the coaching staff really to, to do a lot of analytical stuff because it's just constant, you know, preparation for games, game recovery, game recovery. So if John had said that they were able to look at a few things where, where they can improve, where they're happy. So yeah, it's been, it'll be beneficial on a number of levels. Yeah, you were, you kind of, as you said there, it's been just game, game, game all the way through December. So I suppose this is the kind of, it's a rare time for coaches you think maybe to get a bit of one-on-one time with certain players on the training pitch whereas 
as you you know as we were saying it up until now it's just been game preparation then a game and then back to game preparation so it's it's a wee bit different in that sense and probably good from a coaching perspective yeah absolutely managers and managers and coaches talk a lot not just at Celtic but at all clubs um, about you know the importance of training pitch time and, um, and working on things sessions going through things time and time again so that so the players are, are switched on to what they want them to do so yeah, and, you know it's not just the fitness aspect the mental and physical side getting the rest it's also there will be some things worked upon um, but Celtic were here in the past I remember under Brendan Rodgers he worked on he worked on different systems uh, styles that he wanted to play just to use, to use this period over a period of time over here to work and try a couple of things um, so I would imagine the winners do exactly the and will do exactly the same through the week and as well does I noticed you know we kind of looking at the training pictures this morning there's a kind of number of guys who haven't really you know kind of barely featured in the, the first team so far this season um, you've got the likes of Luca Connell um, I noticed Daniel Arzani is back involved as well with Joseph Sumunovic back from injury so you you seen a few kind of faces uh, who might then be kind of hopefully up to speed for the, the second half of the season starting Absolutely I mean I, I suppose um, two of the the more, the, more, the more impressive contributors to um, after signing to uh, the first half of the season was Hatem El Hamid and Mohamed El Yunusi, who were both lost uh, to injury and, and through December. Um, and I think El, um, El Hamid's last game was in Lazio, I believe, oh. uh, in Rome, against Lazio in Rome. So he, um, guys like that, you know, integral, integral parts of the squad, guys who are very quickly become integral parts of the team. Um, are, are back and I think the aim's for them to be ready to go when, when Celtic get back into the competitive action so yeah there's guys at different end of the spectrum mm-hmm. there's, there's fringe players who are trying to force their way back in there's long term absences as you say like Arzani Simunovic made a great start under Neil Lennon at last season when, when Neil Lennon first took over from Brendan Rodgers again um, he's another one who's working his way back so there's guys at various levels uh, of various importance, I dare say, to, to the squad that are, that are all working and trying to impress. So, yeah, everybody's got their own aims and their own agendas and they're here to try and catch the eye of the manager. Yeah, and obviously there's no doubt in Ryan Christie's importance, but uh, he's obviously been sidelined with, with that injury. But I did notice that he was out on the training pitch. I, I mean, is there a, I suppose, is there any indication that he'll do any training or is he just there as part of the squad? I know he's got a f- maybe a few weeks away from a full return. <laughs> Yeah, John Kennedy, um, when we spoke to him on, on Sunday, had suggested that it, it would probably miss the majority of the, of the group work this week. Um, but, you know, he's still, I think he's confident enough to do, to do bits and bobs, but he wouldn't be, be ready for the full stuff. Um, but they were even very hopeful that it would be. I think he did that quote, if I can remember correctly, it would be weeks or months. So yeah. he'd certainly hope to have him back end of the month but I guess I'll have to gauge it day by day and just in general terms as well like considering the way the year you know the week, the year finished there and the kind of the fallout and the almost kind of hysteria that comes after a defeat to Rangers is it just kind of ideal time for you know Celtic to maybe just get away from the you know the bubble that exists here in Glasgow and just get away from all that all the, the, the hysteria and the analysis and the post-mortems I think so. I think it's. Uh, I think it's. We've touched upon it already. It's as, as possible as much as a, a mental break for these guys. The uh, physical, you know, it's just constantly concentrating on things. Um, there's always a natural, longer fallout from 
you know, it was the same last year, if you remember, just because the last game before mm. a three-week shutdown happens to be an old firm game, yeah. everybody always talks about the last game. Um, you know, if the scheduling is different, and they just played Celtic on Boxing Day, and then they both played another game on the 29th, Yep. Kind of the follow-up to the old fun game would have finished within two days <laughs> and you'd be talking about another game so it seems to be in the schedule and yeah. really, that's just I mean Celtic have been in this position before mm-hmm. 12 months ago exactly lost, lost the, the game at Ibrox and it was exactly the same scenario so it's not something they haven't dealt with before and, and fairly to them they bounced back spectacularly last season when they came back from Dubai they went on a tremendous run mm-hmm. um, and pushed themselves well clear in the league race so I think that's obviously the plan for them again and just as a wee, a wee side note, there was a, and it's just a kind of wee quirky thing. There was kind of talk on social media that uh, that Dan Petrescu was seen walking around in the, the Celtic hotel. Is that is that just social media chatter, or is he is he actually been spotted? And would would there be any reason for that? Uh, no, I think it's as far as I'm on. I think uh, one of, I think he was spotted wandering about the foyer by someone today. Yeah. Um, it's just all these holidays there's an awful lot of football clubs in this part of the world at this time of the year right? um, it's a very popular destination I mean the Scottish Premier League on its own we'll have, we'll have three clubs here oh, exactly. um, as you know Celtic Rangers and Aberdeen will be here at some point it's a very very popular place like the one where they're training and that's what else. you always see loads of characters kicking around or should, I think in the past three years there's been the likes of Jose Mourinho and all these guys will be kicking around really? there's plenty of people uh-huh. there's plenty of people around there's too much in it <laughs> I will not um, just kind of obviously we're in the middle as well well not the middle we're kind of early stages sorry of the, the transfer window and John Kennedy's been speaking uh, as you said uh, the kind of priority or one of the priorities seems to be trying to get a, a striker in the door and John Kennedy was saying that it's something that Celtic were trying to get something tied up uh, as quickly as possible. Is that was that could that be taken as a wee hint that there could be something coming quite soon? That there's a confidence, or am I reading too much into that? I think it's just a case of Celtic are just working on a you know it's not even a day by day basis, it's an hour by hour basis, it's a minute by minute basis. They're assessing a whole lot of different options. Certain areas of the team, the manager's been particularly clear that he's identified certain areas of the team he'd like to strengthen. He's got areas that he's obviously more happy with than others. Um, so it's it's a constant. I mean, this this process basically begins on September the first or, or September the second when the previous transfer window closes. Mm-hmm. In the same way that on February the first, the work will start to begin for the summer transfer window. It's just constant. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll be constantly looking at videos, video packages, things that we get put together. Agents will be on the phone, people will be getting put forward. It's just a constant. So, I mean, I don't think anybody should read too much into things like that. I mean, you know, Lennon, we spoke to Neil Lennon just before the Rangers game, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he was making the point that in this transfer window, you know, if you're a, if you're a club that's selling a player, you're going to hang on to the last possible minute if you can to try and get the best deal for your club and you know that's that's kind of the thing that goes on so there's, there's every chance that it'll go in the last day I mean people I know fans always get frustrated that there always seems to be a real flurry of business on the last day of wrestle because yeah. mainly selling clubs are holding out for the best price for their guys they're trying to entice as many people on the table as they can so it's just actually you know, it's just natural I mean, you would expect that things are going to be constantly going on right until the very last minute of the window and as I say, the work has been going on basically since the middle of September. 
Yeah. I, would have, I would have thought they, they, they can get guys. So it's just constant. It's just a constant thing. It's, it's, it's three foot five days of the year, basically. Mm-hmm. Working towards each other these days, even though the windows are only a short period that they're open, the work never stops. Yeah, I know very much so. Uh, as I was saying, you know, the kind of there's a lot of talk about bringing in a backup um, striking option. Would you agree that that's something that that's needed? Yeah, I think it's been it's been fairly evident, and um, the manager Neil Lennon has had to rely heavily on on Oldson Edward. Lee Griffiths has been working his way back, you know, slowly. You get there by all accounts, but he's still not to the clearly not to the levels that that, that, that Celtic need him at just now. Obviously, Vakin Bio had his injury problem, so. Um, Edward has been leaned upon an awful lot in the first half of the season but you know it's, it, it's, a, it's a tricky one for Celtic because you want to get big quality players in but then you, most people would assume that it's going to be difficult to sign someone who's better than Odson Edward so yep. <laughs> not only are you trying to get a good one you're trying to convince a good one to come and be a backup mm-hmm. which is no easy task so yeah. yeah, I mean, I think everybody everybody identifies the fact that striking back up. The man, listen, the manager has said that himself, more or less. And there is a department that, that, that needs a bit of work. So um, I'm sure that that will be high on the priority list. Yeah, I yeah. think I think it's needed. I think anybody can see that it's needed. Uh-huh. But listen, Lee Griffiths could, could could really come to the fore. He's got another three weeks here to work on his fitness and, and get himself up to the levels. And I mean, he'll be confident that he can still do a job. So. Um, you know, there's still there's various ways that this can go, but I certainly would, you would certainly expect them to try and get some money. I would say that's almost certain. Yeah, and you touched on it there that it's it could perhaps be you know a hard sell in a way because ostensibly you're trying to convince somebody to come in to play second fiddle. Is that why you're? Were, do you think perhaps that we're we're seeing the likes of you know the kind of veteran striking, you know, the links to Glenn, the likes of Glenn Murray? That came out kind of out of left field a wee bit. Um, things like that, guys who almost kind of in the way that Rangers brought in Jermaine Defoe, of somebody who who would be like a, a completely different option, brings a lot of experience. Is that why we're kind of you're seeing those sort of rumours? Only Liam Lennon really knows, you know, what exactly what he wants. But for Celtic to get for Celtic to get somebody who's better than Odson Edward, you're trying to find. A striker in the bracket of what, 10, 12, 14, 15 million? Yeah. You know, Alton Edward is a first choice striker, so as, as Celtic are going to play, as, as, as signing talks go on, agents and players ask management, you know, it's one of the first questions, will I play? Now, no one can be guaranteed to play every week. No one, mm-hmm. no one signs a contract that says you'll play every week. But, you know, there, there has to be an understanding for whoever comes, and unless he's a superstar, he's going to be playing certain saddle towards the yeah. you, know, you know, the only other way that would change is you when know, he decided to make a change in the way he, he wanted to play the team up. If he wanted to play three five two, maybe yeah. more and, and accommodate two strikers, Edward and a partner. That's that's maybe something that he's. I know he spoke in pre-season about using. You know, he's, he's you know there's a flexibility within games. He's changed it. Change to three five two within games and things like that, and mix the system up. But haven't started with it that often. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just maybe maybe that's personnel. Maybe he doesn't maybe doesn't feel he's had the personnel to be able to play that. He's still pre-season. He might play it a bit more this year. We haven't seen it as often as as maybe people might have thought. Mm-hmm. He featured on a very successful Celtic team under Martin O'Neill that was rigid three five two. Yeah. Um, so that, that's maybe something you could get somebody into partner as well. Mm-hmm. But only Neil Lennon really knows. Only me where, where everyone knows. And as, as, as all Celtic managers have said in recent times, 
it's a real ability and a affordability mm. the two key words yeah especially in you know the January market when you would you'd think maybe clubs are a wee bit less reluctant to sorry less keen to sell if you could put it that way um, with still half a season to go do you expect um, you know it's hard to you know put names on it and oh, everyone's got their needs everyone's yeah. got their needs everyone's got their needs sorry but you know most people are trying to hang on to their best players yeah. if somebody is willing to sell their main asset in January it means they're trying to cash in on them mm-hmm. and if they're trying to cash in on them generally that means they're trying to start a bidding war yeah. which generally means it's going to run at the end of the month mm-hmm. so that, that's that, that's the way I tend to view these things <laughs> um, and as well there, do you, again it's hard to put you know sort of exact names on, on things but do you expect maybe a, a few guys who have who have not featured as much over the, the first half of the season to to maybe at least go out on loan I know there's been uh, interest in, in the likes of Jack Hendry and I think John Kennedy himself has ad- admitted that that could be a possibility so do you expect to see a wee bit of movement in the opposite direction as well? Yeah I'd imagine I would two or three boys are not getting much football Jack Hendry is a perfect example um, they need to get out and get some games again this is not isolated to Celtic mm-hmm. you know I think Rangers are doing the same thing a few of their friend boys most clubs in the country will be doing the same thing guys that are only likely to play will get loaned out I think that's that's just part of the course that happens in the year so I'd imagine it'll be two or three loan deals done plus guys again at different levels whether they're French players whether they're younger players I'd expect that'll probably happen yeah yeah and just coming back to you know, you know the, the training camp itself there's um, I've not seen is there any any possibility that Celtic might arrange a wee bounce game while they're out there I know some of the other clubs opt to do that but it's not you know a kind of universal thing but would you have any indication as whether that might be a, a possibility for them I don't think it's planned for, well, well it certainly hasn't planned no um, Celtic haven't, haven't played against any other opposition they've obviously they'll, they'll play training games they'll play, you know, they'll play bounce games they'll play 11 against 11 within themselves Um uh, I spoke about when they're trying different shapes and things like that they'll probably do something like that I think but in terms of playing outside opposition yeah. I don't think so no. certainly, certainly not that we know of anyway it hasn't happened any time in the last three years I've that Aberdeen have played um, Eastern European opposition the last three years mm. um, they might play I think Rangers have got a game on Saturday against a, a, a team from Uzbekistan I believe but it's not something that Celtic have done in the past and I don't think they're going to do this yeah is it a kind of not Sorry, sorry. Unless there's a, a late a late change of heart, you were saying. Yeah, I, 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 I certainly don't think it's in the. I certainly don't think it's in the planning. Mm-hmm. I suppose they, as we said before, yeah, they're not going to deviate from that. I suppose if they don't, if they don't have to, because we were saying earlier on, it was, uh, you know, a chance for for some one to one time with players on the the training pitch but it was kind of interesting as well that you mentioned that, it, that there was also kind of, sort of a mini pre-season element to it like um, you know we seen the, the pictures earlier on the, the players getting put through the bleep test um, so is it, is it a, a kind of yeah. element of trying to you know make sure guys are still at kind of peak condition as we as we move into the second half of the season as well yeah I think it's just a good football lines this day these days when the scientific aspect to all the, the various machinery and gadgetry that will tell them where everyone's fitness is compared to where it normally is um, I mean footballers these days don't lose that much you know gone on the days of, of a month off and 
yeah. on the lash. I mean, <laughs> more or less, are constantly on training, constantly yeah. on training programs. You know, even when it's the summer holidays, they're doing a bit of training. So it's such a twelve months of the year, twenty-four hour like, athletes now, really, really, isn't it? There's not really time for that. So I think it's just, yeah, I think it's just a case of gauging just where everyone is. Maybe not being a sports scientist myself. <laughs> but I'm guessing it might have something to you know, maybe maybe this one needs to do a wee bit more than this one or he's okay or he's at the level you know, I think it's just a it's a constant monitoring of the beliefs without being an expert. Yeah. Um again, I keep going back to the same point. It's something that they've done the last few years. This is the way they've done it. Yeah. And it's worked well in the past, so you know, these tour, tours, the pre-season tours, the mid-season tours, there's, obviously there's the training element that comes with them, uh, getting the players ready for the second half of the season. But, you know, you know Celtic you know, can obviously pride themselves on their, their global fan base, their global appeal. So obviously there's an element perhaps of, you know, kind of growing the Celtic brand when they go away across the world on these trips. Do you know if there's any sort of off-field extracurricular uh, commitments that the, the players are, are fulfilling this time around? Yeah, it's something the club have done um, on each of the, the, the previous three visits here. There's obviously a, a huge expat community um, in Dubai, and, and as you say, some people have got fans all over the world. Um, they've had open training sessions in the last three years, and uh, I think they've had sort of signing sessions, book signing sessions, and, and, and meetings and things like that with fans, which have, which have always been well attended. Um, there's a large number of fans have come to the training sessions on the Friday. I think they're planning on doing the same stuff again, maybe sort of mm-hmm. book signings and, 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 and the personal appearance thing, and whether they do the training thing again. I'm not entirely sure, but again, they have done it the last three years, so if there's any possibility it'll happen again. These things are always well attended, and it's it's good for the club to, to get out there. You know, as you say, there's, there's a lot of supporters who will never get, the, you know, may not have the opportunity to come back to Scotland to see them. So mm-hmm. um, it's good. It's something that, it's something that Celtic have done a lot, and I'm, and I'm sure they'll be doing plenty of it this week. Whether it's kept private, you know, in Saran House, or, or whether it's sort of made more public, I'm sure they'll be doing yeah. various things. Aye, as you say, I'm sure there'll be something going on one way or another. Well, that's all from us today. Thank you, as always, for, to Swanee for joining us. And we'll be back very soon to bring you all the latest from the Celtic camp. Until then, be sure to subscribe on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available. And you can also rate us on there as well. Thanks for listening.